Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com ACAST. You are listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Smart Gilas Filipinas podcast. Stunning Stancy at your service. To my right, ravishing Ro Moran. To the Good. extreme right, Rowdy Raf Camus. Parang weird though. Extreme right. Extreme right. Extreme left. Extreme left. What the hell? Extreme left. Exactly. Anyway. Right um, beside. Right beside our friend Stan. Yeah. Semantics and positions. Anyway, uh, this is episode 86 of of this podcast, which it, which by the way is the number one 26 ranked Pardon? podcast. Yeah, but it's not. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. Number 126 on the sports and rec section. I don't know, man. I, I have no I idea where to go from here. I don't know where. I don't know. It's the first time we're stuck at the number. It's weird, though, because we had a huge superstar. This, yeah, this, this week, this right. We have him on two episodes. I don't know, man. Some people, if you're not subscribed after listening to a TJ Perkins interview, I think you will be after part two. Yeah. Yeah, part yeah, two yeah, will yeah. be You airing. have to be after part two because part two. Even better than part one. Yeah. You could say that we actually saved the better parts mm-hmm. for you know for this episode. And this episode is one of gonna be one of our best so far. Not no. just because of TJ Perkins, but because we also have the reigning defending Philippine hybrid X champion, the social media sinister Ken Warren. He'll be joining us in the podcast in just a bit. Right, right, right. So we're going to be asking him questions about PWR Live, who he thinks he'll be defending his PHX championship against, or what he'll be doing at Live, you know, uh, for that matter. Aside from that, we got to talk about this week in wrestling. And one of the biggest pieces of news to come out of this week in wrestling is the fact that we have new PWR stars yeah, debuting. Mm. So boot that, camp graduates. Yes, boot camp graduates. Ah, that, no pa <laughs> that's happening come <laughs> that's November happening, 21. That's if you guys have been paying attention to Facebook and the Facebook page of PWR... And all social media of PWR, for that matter. Right. Uh, you'll notice three new pages have gone up. So let's go through them one by one. Right, right, right. Let's start off with a new challenger that we talked to just two weeks ago. His name is Vintendo, yeah, and he is on Facebook. Him. Yeah, you all know him. So you've, yeah, you've, you've met him, you know a bit about him. You've seen him in the dark matches. You've heard of him from the podcast. Yeah. Yes. Now, here's another name who may or may not be familiar to some of you, but I think if you see his face and if you've been to enough PWR events, I think you'd know who this guy is. Rhetoric Mahaba. I think he'll be joining us pretty soon. Yeah. We hope, we hope. I, I hope he fits in the room. I mean, from what I can tell, he's a large guy. Mahaba. Mahaba. Yeah. Possibly. Well, he goes by main, many names. Uh, he's the, the king of schlong style, the intimate warrior. He's my personal favorite, by the way. So so many names for for one dude. Yeah, the Aphrodisiac. I love those names. I think that those were his top three uh, ring names. Yeah, but it's it's good. It works. I mean, everything works. Yes. Everything works, and I hope it works well. You know, without the need for additional. No, that's a joke. I know you need you need the additional stuff. I mean that that's the point, right? You need the lube? No, no. We need it mahaba. 
Yeah. We need it, Mahaba. Exactly. Anyway, aside from Redrick Mahaba, who you will be hearing from in the podcast very, very soon, how about this? One of my favorite characters right now, The Network. Mm. <laughs> it, it's still very vague what The Network is. No. Networking. Yeah. For yeah. Me. That's not vague. It's just a Open-minded ka ba? business. Yun lang yun. Well, interesting business. Yeah, you know, I, I, I hope to have them on the podcast soon as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't mean, be surprised would... at PWR Live if these guys come up to me and ask to be billed from Temple Drive. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> the Starbucks, the Starbucks, Temple Temple Drive. Oh. Drive. or your UCC. <laughs> Take your pick. Jesus, Jesus Christ, that would be the wait, best wait, wait. place. Di ba dapat yung ano? Yung Starbucks sa San Miguel. Pwede rin. Ah, pwede rin. Oh. Pwede rin. Madalas yun eh. So, malapit sa PSE, di ba? Oh. <laughs> pero, pero, do you remember, ano? Do you remember the teriyaki boy across across Ash Creek? No, of course, of course. Do you know that that used to be a spot for networking? Oh, no way. I didn't know that. Dude, it was so bad na at one point, they shooed them away. That they're like, if you're coming in groups of five or more, bawal. Why? That, that is an interesting uh, ordinance. Dude, oh, I, no, no. They, they're like, we have right to refuse if you're only ordering water. Because, <laughs> 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 I mean, that's all they really ordered. Coffee jelly. My iced tea. My, my katsudon bowl. Uh, by the way, I just want to tell the story really quick. It's not about what happened today, but it's about... Uh, there is this girl who's been, who's been trying to call me. Sabidonia from UP Dosha. Nagahanap uh-huh. daw mga UP graduates okay. for a special project. Oh, oh, oh. Yung office daw nila sa PSE. Ito ba yung munti ka ng mga Goyo? Oh. <laughs> Pero makikita daw kami sa Starbucks. Right. Alam na. And there were words, diba? Nung una sinabi mo sa akin. So you were excited about this. And then I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of sounds fishy. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, no. Thank you. For for enlightening me, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I was a bit. No, I'm always a bit wary about these things. But you seem pretty excited about this one. Yeah, because money, you know, yeah. money, money, yeah, yeah. So, no, I'm, I'm, thank you for for dodge for for letting me know so I can dodge the bullet. But it's not free lunch then. Nah, <laughs> but there is no such it. thing as a free yeah, lunch. There man. is really no such thing. Anyway. I don't know. I mean, you know, there's there just this one time I was so bored, I actually went to one of these networking Why? things just to get a free lunch from Coffee Bean. Jesus Christ. Just to get the pasta. Really? I was like, yeah, I have an hour to kill. Uh, I'll listen to your pitch. Samakati. Oh, what? I was like, I have an hour to kill. You're no, probably going to buy me actually, lunch, the, right? The one, the one in the Ortigas Park thing, that's also a spot for some reason. Yeah. But why? Why? No, why? Why would you I waste an hour of your life that you cannot have back just for free? Are you really that cheap? I, I was that cheap. I mean, I, I, I'd come from the gym and I was like, eh, what the hell? Well, I wonder, I really want to know where these guys are based from because our boy, Watch Estrada, has to announce them at some point. Yeah. Temple Drive, right? Temple, Temple Drive is Drive, the best place to be. Temple I mean, Drive you know, is one of the yeah, best it's, places. It's probably Temple Drive. But you know what? They have to roll up in some kind of souped-up Civic. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, if we can fit it, if we can, if you, Mr. C Makati can make Square. it, if Mr. C can make it happen, you've seen Magati Cinema Square. Really quickly, I just want to talk about the fact that uh, Grantland is dead. Right. Ah, fuck. Hey, by the way, there. speaking of, he begs to be in cheap heat. Yes. So, technically, we're supposed to cheap heat in. Well, technically, they are still on the rankings. They're well, number yeah, eighty-one. But, you know, they're not going to have they're an episode this have week, it. so they're going to drop. Oh, or ever true. again. No, they will. They will just under a different under a different, name, under a different yeah. name, under a different banner. Yeah, it, it's, Wait, what it's is, sad. So what is what is the official press release for Shoemaker? Um, well, well, I, I, no, I've been checking I, Twitter. No, I, yeah, yeah, that's why. Twitter, that's why yeah. I've been There's I've been nothing. looking for any news that he's 
you know, pursuing, still pursuing this. Obviously, this project of his somewhere else. Yeah, he's not going to stop. Uh, we're going to try to find a way, you know, to still read his work or to hear his take on stuff, whether or not it's with Rosenberg or Stat Guy Greg or whichever other character they bring on the show. But it's kind of sad because th- th- this podcast is pretty much based on cheap heat. Localized for the Filipino market to an extent, and we have. N- I, I I begged. The, that's the way I envisioned I it, like when we started. I mean, yeah, okay, that's the, you didn't beg, but I'd like to think that we evolved into something else. Yeah, I mean, something like we, I, we established our own identity, which is but, always good. But right? our benchmark has always been. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. you know you know what I'm saying. But I, I would not. I would like. I would not like to say that now, okay. especially now that we've been going at it for so long. Yeah. I mean, it's fair, but you know, parang it's it's weird, but in uh, I don't know. I've I've been such a, such a huge no, fan too. of you know a, yeah. a fan of what Grantland as a whole has been doing and, uh, and to what just they've take done it, for long format. Yeah, uh, for long form journalism, uh, sports journalism, and and everything like that. So I guess on a personal level, just to see it taken away and to go a day in a parang shit, you need to check on Grantland. It's it's, yeah, it's weird. It's weird. It's weird. I, w- I would have these uh, l- lulls in my day, and I I, us- I usually use them to read long form. Yeah, I was. There's nothing to look at anymore. Anymore. I was actually talking just to the archives. I, I was talking to Redrick just yesterday. Oh. We were having a casual conversation about Grantland, and then Sabinia, you know, Grantland is actually the site for the smart hardcore fans. Eh? Yep. Because if if you're not if you're not that into the sport that you're following, you'll be uh, satisfied with ESPN or Yahoo. Because in your basic coverage, or Bleacher right? Report, or Bleacher if Report, if you're going that far, yeah, or, or if you if, if your standards are that low, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if you want something more, you go for Grant Landed, right? And now that it's gone again, uh, we're, we're just at this at this crossroads now. Where it's the fuck weird. do I go now, right? Exactly. So again, uh, there's there's something missing. Uh, we again, we hope now we're still represented in some way, shape, or form. Not just wrestling, but even Fili- uh, the Philippines and Filipinos, because we got a lot of coverage on Grantland on that stage because of Rafe Bartholomew. Thank you, Rafe. Thank you, Rafe. So, if you're listening to the podcast today, yeah, thank you, um, Rafe. Just, I, I guess just a quick inside scoop. This is something I heard from uh, some friends who are friends of people at Grantland. Wow. 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 So, so third degree? Wow. Yeah, third degree, yeah. Okay, so the news that I got was that uh, the way that the Grantland staffers found out about Grantland getting nixed is the same way we all did, which was via that press release Shit. from that fateful day. Jesus Christ. That's, that's, that, that, that's that, not, that is unprofessional. That is the worst way to, that, to know that you're being fired. Yeah. You well, know, not necessarily fired. It's just... No, they are fired, technically. Yeah. A, lot are. Of, a lot of the pop culture writers will be fired. So I'm pretty sure Rosenberg is gone. Okay. Sh- uh, Shoemaker is more or less gone. Young sports writers, no, wait, some wait, of wait, them... No, no, no. Are I, I, I don't think Shoemaker is gone because ESPN is covering WWE now, especially for WrestleMania mm. and Survivor Series. So I don't think the wrestling so, wing is gone. But do they bring him on as on-air talent? No. That's a question. I don't know. They don't have to be. I don't he can know. write. No he, so can, he, no, he can write, yes, but... He's valuable in more ways than just writing. Yeah, but uh, you sports writers, they're gonna they're gonna remain because they still have the contract. It's the pop culture guys, na talagang tatanggalin nila. Now, um, yeah, so so that's the scoop that I got from you know a friend of a friend, and it's it, it really reminded me of Campus Radio from 2007, how they all found no, out. No, it's the, too soon. The, Dude, the, no, the very next day. No. Oh shit! Well, I'm not formatted. Yeah, masana, barangay na pala to. Damn it, Mike! That was so bad. I'm yeah. sorry. That was that was a, that was a black mark in right. radio. I'm sorry. That's horrible. Well, the the demise of Grantland is a black mark in sports journalism. Yeah, it's the yes. same thing. It's the same thing on a much bigger scale. So yeah, 
I've been gut punched twice in the last eight years. Thank you, uh, powers that only be. Only twice? Hey. Eh. <laughs> anyway, we got a lot to talk anyway. about. A lot of wrestling that happened this week, so let's get right to it. In a bit, you'll also get to hear from the social media sinister Ken Warren and part two of our exclusive interview with TJ Perkins. Joining us this week on the SGP Podcast is the Philippine Hybrid X Champion, the first ever man to hold the championship in PWR. They also call him the social media sinister, the candid attention bandit, the OG of IG, Twitter's favorite, and the face of Facebook. Twitter's favorite. That kind of doesn't apply anymore. Twitter's like the Yeah, Twitter's like... How do you Twitter's heart. Twitter's, Twitter's heart. heart. You owe comments for that now, Ken oh, Warren. No, no, no. It's Twitter's most like. That's okay, how we say fine, it now. Fine, fine. It's Twitter's most former like. Twitter's favorite, now Twitter's most like. Man, Twitter. you come up with something and Ken Warren still squashes you. Twi- Twitter, Twitter's most hearted? I'm sorry, bro. What's Twitter's your name, man? What's your name? I'm, I'm at Homie Row and I've got <laughs> Boss here right here. What's your name, bro? It's Kamos. <laughs> You're you guy? I, I know you know that. I know you know that. <laughs> it's, yeah, cool. it's cool, man. It's cool, man. What's up, man? Yeah. Good to see you, I know, I know, I know. All right, anyway. We got Ken Warren in the studio with us. Intimate warrior, Ken <laughs> Who? Intimate warrior, Karimba. Who's that guy? <laughs> well, he also has an, he's also an aphrodisiac. In a way. Oh, yeah. With the jerry curls and everything. I've heard that before. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Ken Warren's joining us tonight because we have a lot to talk about. Particularly mm-hmm. the events and the actions over at PWR Renaissance. So let's start off with the big question. How did you end up working with the Fighters for Hire? First of all, fellas, the evening has been... Well, it seems good to me, RN, as of late. Okay. So, yeah, Bossy, right. uh, new guy, Camus, and brother uh, Ro, what's up? What's up, man? And what's the question again? Sorry. Yeah, how and why did you end up aligning with the Fighters for Hire? Uh, I reached um, some money from my wallet, then I called him up. You Maybe you tweeted them. That's for it. It's simple. <laughs> you know the drill, Bossy, right? You so hired them first. Yeah, yeah actually. I, was I learned gonna, from I was the best. Do I get my title shot now? You got to wait for a Per hour. Per, no, yeah, per, 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 per job. Actually, you know what? That's a very good question. Magkano nga ba ang rate nila? Because I had a very... Oh, I, I got them at a good price. Okay. I was the one who brought them into PWR before their stars took off. So I got them at a very good price. I don't know about you. So now that their stock's up. He's paying more, supposedly. I, I don't know about yeah. that. I, I mean, only they only have been winning. Yeah, yeah. If you have the connections, you know, you get away with it. Okay. Friendship, connections, that's life right now. Let's talk about our, friendship. Our no, no, but, no, but why? But why did yeah. you hire them? Especially you after your interactions them? with Joey Bax, you were disrespecting him at PWR Live in August, and then to see him gladly take your money in September—that was kind of weird. How did that come about? I wasn't disrespecting Joey Bax in the first place. I was testing the waters. I was testing him, and he's one tough sob physically and mentally. So that's something I would want to be on my side. Uh huh. You know, twenty-four-seven. Right. So how easy was it for you to get them to sit down and to listen to what you had to say and for them to just do your bidding? It took me five minutes. I'm wow. very influential, you know? Wow. I'm, I, have the, I have this special connection to people. Just look at my followings on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Fellas, come on. All right. So, so you became PHX champion essentially because you took out both Chris Panzer and Mayhem Brannigan. That I did not do. You have no proof. Um, did you... Obviously, your boys went after them. Yes, be- before I came out. 
And you paid them and to do it. And you paid them to do this? Uh, no, I paid them. I hired them to accompany me for my match. Okay. So, 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 so the rest is what? what I don't business? know. What? That's, that's on that's them? That's what I heard, though. I, I, I think so- sources have told me that's what he told me online. Oh, nice. Good for them. That's the catch, Yeah, what is the scope of it? Yeah, what is the scope of the Is there a contract between you and them? It's the second Animal PW Renaissance um, a month ago, so I just want to make it special. I had someone to accompany me. Something different. So yun lang. That's the extent of your relationship with the Fighters for Hire aside from you paying them. They're my homies, too. So you, you paid them to be your friends? No, I paid them to accompany me for PWR Renaissance, the second animal. Do you know what you're doing at PWR Live? Because uh, we're not sure yet, no, but there has been no announcement yet. I gotta be honest, no, but I always do what is, is what is asked of me and that is deliver on a show, a PWR show to be exact. All right, so so what you're saying is no matter what I make you do at PWR Live, gagawin mo. As long as I don't disrespect myself, I don't feel disrespected, I would do it. Pause. <laughs> pause, hashtag pause. Not Actual pause. Hashtag pause. Why? Anyway, moving on. That. Why? Because <laughs> no, here's the thing. Uh, you, you still have beef to settle with people like Mayhem Brannigan and Chris Panzer. Particularly Why? the fact that because you took them out, I you had to take him out. You, you kept. What's you this pretty much had stuff? them taken out, man. Everybody, what did I do? everybody, you know, everybody, everybody saw it with their own two eyes. So let's just assume. Let's you just guys assume. saw me there when they were down. Let's assume that Mayhem Brannigan could have competed in the finals. Okay. All right. And let's assume. That we could set a match between Mayhem Brannigan and Ken Warren. This is gonna happen. If okay. I wanted, if I wanted to make it happen, we will make it happen. You have no right to say no to a title defense against Mayhem Brannigan because I am a fighting champion and and an entertaining one as well too. But no, okay. because he technically, based on the PHX tournament brackets, it should be you against him for the title, not you as champion defending against him. But at the end of the day, I still have the title with me. We can't dispute matter? that. We can't dispute that. But in an ideal world, it should be him against you at a later date and not you as champion. No, l- let me correct you with this one. It's supposed to be me and him that same night because I trained for actually three matches. So, boss, you still don't get a PWR championship match? Come on. What's, All right, what's right, the deal, bro? Okay, see, see. Let, let, let's, let's settle this then. So let's assume that Natulo you match more with Mayhem Brannigan. How would you have competed against him, assuming that he was at a hundred percent and you were at a hundred percent? Oh, it's a good question. How would you have attacked a match against Mayhem Brannigan? Well, he likes to do it um, unorthodox. You know, he likes to do it um, using mind games. I would outthink him. I would outmaneuver him. I would outpost him online. So I'll yeah. post him online. Yeah. It's easy to say the, all, all of these things, but you know, would you have had the fighters for hire by your side? Yes, because I paid it to accompany me for my entrance. Yeah, but the Brannigan Brigade is loads more. It's compared to you know, uh, compared to the fighters for hire. Where were they though? Yeah, where actually, were they? That's, that's a good question. Where were they? That's true. He has yeah. a point. He has a point. Yeah, where were they? Point. What's the Brannigan Brigade? Where, where, is, is that a where serial was the Brannigan Brigade? What, what is that? Actually, yeah. That, <laughs> what is that? That is a head scratcher right there. Yeah. Now I that I think that. about it. Shit. See? I'm because technic- technically... No pun intended. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Speaking of, um, you know, speaking of what you would do, you have been spotted training at a new gym. Yes, that I mean, is correct. 
Can I say the gym? Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, Safe house at Quezon City. It's been in between McDonald's and Max's. They're so where, accommodating they're and so supportive. Many, there's so many yeah, Max's. Where, where exactly? Where, which, where? What street? Um, what part of the world? Right across National Bookstore, Quezon City. Ah, the big the <laughs> That I'm not sure, but I'm... You make crossings. You make so good. You make so good. There's no saga there. Yeah. No, no saga. Like Trust several me. blocks I away. I know. Yeah, he would okay, know. Okay, okay. Right, so what do they For make group you do? study, ba? Hey, hey, hey. Whatever. No. So Resources. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> so so what, what, what do they make you? What kind of training do you guys do? Uh, I think you're there with Brian Leo. Is that correct? Yes, actually. He's my gym buddy. Yun. Because we're champions. Right. Champions train together. Right. So yeah. are you guys the only PWR stars who are training at Safe House? Yes. So, so what kind of what kind of training do you guys do at Safe House, Manila? Well, whatever you want. That's how accommodating Safe House is. But, but like for example, like do they suggest new progra- oh, programs course. or workouts for yeah. you guys to get a new edge? They have programs like amateur wrestling, um, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, caveman training, fight form. I guess, I guess same thing. Boxing, Muay Thai, you name it, they have it. Bodybuilding, etc. So, the, you, what, what have you been dabbling in at Safe House? I personally like and love caveman training. You and what, what, what is caveman yeah, training? Does it involve flipping tires and shit? It does sometimes. And what's exciting? Every time we go there, it's a different Damn. process. It's a different um, exercise workout, workout routine yeah. every damn time. Yeah. You, you so know what exciting. I want to do? You said chamber. You without you It's not. It's not all that. It's not. No, all I know. That's what I, that's what I want to do. That's what I've always nice. wanted to do. I feel okay. like Triple H and Thor at the same time. Yeah. yeah. Aside from this this uh, new partnership with Safe House, I think we can call them officially your sponsors, right? Yes, right? that is so, correct. So, Ken Warren, moving onward and upward, I got to say I'm proud of you and Brian Leo for uh, for making a name for yourselves uh, to this extent now. Yeah. Thank you, they Boston. They have endorsements now. Yeah, and Thank this, you, one of this is a result, or this is one of the results of the feature that Rated K did uh, uh, on you guys. If I'm not mistaken, uh, the feature was a day in the life of Ken Warren and a day in the life of Brian Leo. Yes, it's entitled Galing Sir Wrestling. Yeah, so how did that come about? And what ex- how, how much access did you give them to, let's say, your house, your personal life, and all that? I would have to say 50 out of, one of, out of 100. So like 50% access compared to like, you know, the, the normal Joe. So yeah. how, how is it like? Take us through this experience. Now, you had a camera crew following you around for a day. You know, you had uh, people just ask you these questions. Uh, I'm, I'm sure the people over in the City of the Stars were yes. kind of accustomed to it. And at the same time, it was something new because it was about you. Well, first of all, I would like to call a spade a spade and thank Rated K for featuring not only us, but PWR in right, general right, right. for that October 4, 2015 episode. Yeah. Available and, online. Yes, I want tv.com.ph. Anyway, I could I could do sponsors like I could get more sponsors. If ABS CBN could get you as an artist, yeah. I don't know, man. You fit uh-huh. the bill. You fit the uh-huh. bill. Anyway, going back to the question, answering it in a few minutes or a few seconds. Well, I feel overwhelmed, of course, even though I gave like fifty percent out of a hundred, but you know, that's kind of defeating the fact that I Excuse me. What, what I'm saying is, for example, um, what do you call this for lack of a better term? It's not genuine. No, what I said there, it's genuine. That, for example, I, I talked about I had to make up for my height because I'm not that tall. Right. Let's be honest. You're bossy. You're like you're gigantic when we're together. You yeah, compared to you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you I had to make up for my height. I like to intake whey protein, have a proper diet, exercise, 
etc., etc., and it's just overwhelming. Uh huh. That's that's all I can say about that. And you know the coverage hasn't been stopping because uh, you, you didn't just get coverage on TV, but you're also part of the November issue of FHM. Thank you with the hot mom herself, Miss Saturday Nights, Ina Raimundo on you? the cover. Oh man! But you know it's like this is the second FHM feature for PWR in like what two months, three months, something thankfully, like that. Yes, thankfully. And you're in both. <laughs> yes, and that is me and Brian Leo are in both because oh, we are really? champions. Just like what I said before. Let's be honest. I'm sure growing up, you and Brian Leo were among the many teenage boys who fantasized over the women in FHM covers. And years later, now you're in the magazine yourselves. So how was that like? Magical. Just like what I said, my first guessing here is like, it's like magic. It's uh-huh. magical. It, it never, honestly, I know that I'm, I'm sometimes confident and I back it up. But at the same time, I never expected to be... In, a, in an FHM magazine, um, inside of it, because I've always expected sexy women are uh-huh. going to be in there, right. and not sexy men like right. us right. are going to be there. So it's so it's overwhelming, and it's it's truly magical. What is it, what is the feature about? Feature about it's it's entitled "Here Comes a Pain Frame." It's flash doing flashy moves, and experience and. Um, Basically explaining if they do hurt oh, okay. or if so they do, don't basically hurt. Basically, like a science of wrestling moves. Or no, thing. sorry. Let me correct myself. Right. It's act. This is a, this is a rare occasion. Hey. It's 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 doing moves and people thinking it's not gonna hurt, but it actually hurts. Something like that. So it's pulling back the curtain a bit, but at the same time showing them yes, there is pain involved. And there are sh- and yeah, yeah, you could say it like that. And there's a shoot up for. Quote unquote killjoys there. Just read the article. It's nice. Very, very well written. Except for the part when we were just called Philippine Wrestling and Philippine Wrestling Federation on the content section, but it's okay. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. wow. We're actually Philippine Wrestling Revolution. Who's the writer? Oh, and, and hard feelings, though. Thank you for the opportunity, still. Yeah, yeah no, no, I mean, you know, we can we can probably find a way to gently correct them, and yes. you know, just nudge them in the right direction. We can. Well, uh, we, you can't correct them because it's already printed. Yeah, yeah, but like you know, okay. moving forward, hey, if you're going to feature us, get it right. Well, but it's we'll not the first. No, it's not the first time PWR was on the page. It's of not. That FHM. was questionable, though. But who's no. the editorial team? Then? Oh, oh right. Sorry, you got too excited probably with Ina Raimundo on the cover for the first time. Probably. <laughs> Probably. We'll find some connections. We'll get some answers, yes. all right? Now, uh, before we let you go, because we know you're such a busy guy, you've got a yes, very, very busy Hashtag schedule. Hashtag workers for life. Right. Uh, PWR Live is coming up November 21. That mm-hmm. is in two Saturdays. So, yes. you oh don't know God, what I have planned for you at PWR Live. Let's be clear no, about I that. No, I don't. Right? I think. So, let me just ask you this, because this is one of the few times where I know I've got the upper hand on you mentally. What do you think? Wow, wow, wow. 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 Few we're, times? we're going there? So we're we have there. solid proof now that Mr. C, a boss C, is competing with me mentally. So what do you think you're going to be doing on November 21st? Well, I don't think I'll do nothing. I know I'll do something and I'll make sure you guys know and notice that I did something that is worth watching. And what do you think your chances are of still walking out of Makati Cinema Square as PHX champion? 1,000%. Confident words from the social media sinister Ken Warren. Do as let our, always. Yeah, do let our as listeners always. know how they can follow you on social media. 
So yeah, please do follow me on Twitter. The new, the formerly known as Twitter's favorite and now called as Twitter's most liked at the Ken Warren. Same goes to um, Instagram at the Ken Warren as well. And of course, you can still like me, even though you know if you could just favorite it. Goodness, I'm sure you would do the same thing. It's weird. It's weird, man. It's weird. It's so. It's like the page. Like the page. Like the page. It's Ken Warren dash. PWR and I didn't want that last part there, but you know, I was I was I was being a team player. One last one time. last message from Ken Warren to whoever is gonna be well, whoever Mister C decides will face you at PWR Live. To whoever my opponent would be on PWR Live at Makati Cinema Square this November twenty one two thousand and fifteen. Kid, make the most of the opportunity to be inside the ring with the Philippine Hybrid X champion. Because I'll make sure for my part, I'll make the most of kicking your sorry ass. And you can hashtag that. That, that, is, a, that is a good enough. That is a good sign off for, for whoever it is going to be. All right. It, it was a pleasure having you, Ken Warren, as always. Pleasure is always yours. We will see you on November 21st. See ya. We'd like to thank V. Ken Warren for his time and for guesting on this episode of the SGP Podcast. But as of editing time, we have learned that Ken Warren will be defending his PHX Championship on November 21st at PWR Live against the leader of the Panzer Army, Chris Panzer. Coming up next is part two of our interview with the TJ Perkins. All we want is TJP. Part two. There was a stretch of time, I, I can't remember if it was earlier this year or last year, that you were responding to everyone on Twitter in Tagalog. Uh, how oh, was yeah. that with uh, It was uh, actually it was because uh, we, uh, for the company, um, we, uh, we were, everybody will live tweet the shows. Right. And um, I had, I, I've actually expressed this to them for years that like, the the Asian and Asian American demographic is never targeted, and especially like Filipinos, like we're so like jovial and passionate and outgoing, and and uh, we're so supportive of each other. Like it's they're really missing out, and and um, and I represent that, and I think a lot of the Asian American fans they know that, so they 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 go to me, and I try to go back to them. So one <laughs> there's a few shows in a row. Um, where I decided to uh, do all my live tweeting in Tagalog. So I would, all my tweets were, you know, at, you know, to uh, talking to Tita Dixie or something. <laughs> 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 so yeah, I was, I was doing it all uh, as much as I can. Cause you know, my Tagalog is obviously limited and it's easier when I'm reading it, when I hear it, it's hard, but like, you know, so I, I was doing it all in Tagalog. Yeah. How did you start incorporating the the Filipino symbolism in your gear lately? <clears throat> well, it's actually kind of a throwback because when I first started, all of my stuff was Filipino uh, um, art. Like, I think at one point I had uh, pants and a, a matching top, and the entire thing was just one giant Filipino flag. Wow. <laughs> so, like, it used to be really, really, really like all Filipino stuff, and then. Um, Later on, because I got, you know, 
passed around and had other characters applied to me, I, you know, I had to change my stuff. So I got away from it. But now because I'm given a little bit more freedom and I'm a little older and I could brand myself and I'm able to go back to my roots and, you know, say, no, you know, this is, you know, who I am and this is what I want to represent. And this is part of my actual life and family tree. So, you know, just, uh, started incorporating it and, um, you know, and also trying to think fashion forward. So like try to try to pick stuff that looks nice. And then, you know, when I need to decorate it, I just try to stay close to home. All right. Speaking of your character, uh, right now your Twitter handle is hashtag all we want is TJP. What's up with that, man? <laughs> so, uh, recently, um, I unmasked, uh, during an episode of impact and, um, the, uh, the response was a lot, uh, bigger than I think anybody thought, and it was real genuine too. I think a lot of people, especially you know, wrestling fans, um, generally speaking, not not even just like ones of me specifically or Asian fans or anything, but just wrestling fans were um, excited to see me be me for once, you know. And so, um, so you know, it it, uh, it went over really well, and then uh, uh, come. A, out soon later the pay-per-view uh for bound for glory um you know i was told i'd be going back in the suit and the mask and and keeping the old name and there wasn't really an explanation for it and i and uh you know i didn't uh, i was disappointed but i didn't really see it as you know a bad thing but i you know i told them i don't think you guys understand how the fans are going to react to this and i could tell you already they're not going to like it and, uh, you know, and it was kind of one of those things, like a line in the sand, like, okay, well, we don't think so, but we'll see. And it turned out pretty much immediately, everybody was like, no, we want, we want TJP, we want TJ. And, and so it actually wasn't even my hashtag to begin with. None of the, <laughs> the movement wasn't even mine. It was just the, like, I joined a fan movement, not the other way around. So, so it just grew organically. Yeah. Like I kind of joined my own fan club. <laughs> <laughs> Like I, I had to ask them, like, "Hey, can I join too?" Or, like, is this like the No Homers Club? Only <laughs> one, but. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of how it started, and that's where it is because like everybody's so positive and supportive of it. And you know, at first I was a little wary because I didn't want, you know, it to look. I didn't want anybody to be negative. Right. Like I didn't want people to think like, you know, like Otine sucks or this is dumb or whatever. I mean, I understand if people might think, okay, maybe a decision is dumb or something like that. But everybody ended up being so, like, positive. Like, they didn't want me to leave or anything like that. They just wanted me to be me. And I, you know, I just decided, you know what, like, this is good support. This is, like, this is what love is all about. You know, like, this is good. Uh, this is what pro wrestling needs. So, you know, I just embraced it and, you know, trying to give, uh, the fans a voice and an outlet and give them what they want. Are you, are you getting anywhere close to being branded as TJP again? Uh, you know, I, <laughs> that's way above my pay grade. I, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like, I mean, that like, I, I'm like the secretary in men in black. I don't know what goes on in the rooms behind me. So, <laughs> all right. Uh, at, at this point, um, you know, you, you've had a long career, but, um, is, what, what other goals do you have that you, you, ha, you have set for yourself? I mean, you talked a little bit about your bucket list, but I'm pretty sure that at this point you still have some goals that you want to reach for. Uh, would you like to talk about them? Um, yeah, I mean, 
for the most part, I just, uh, because I mean, it wasn't too long ago that, that I was actually homeless and things were, you know, like pretty rough. I mean, my career kind of fell apart for a few years. Um, and that's just the way it works. You know, sometimes, you know, you're told when you break into all this, like, you know, you know, eyes and ears open, mouth shut, do all the things you're supposed to do. And, you know, most people, they do, most people do some of the things, you know, some people do most of the things. A lot of people do none of the things. Um, but very few people do all of the things. And to be honest, I don't even know, I can't even name in, you know, 17 years, I can't name a single peer that I've ever worked with or been around that really actually did everything that they were asked to do or something like that. But, um, along with that, you're also told that, you know, things might not work out and, uh, and the worst things could happen, that type of thing. And you, you hear it, you know, it's possible. You kind of forget that it could happen to you. And so it's just one of those things where, you know, I went into some opportunities and, trying to uh to further my career and, it didn't, and the gambles didn't work out and stuff fell apart and that's really when i learned like for lack of a better term i learned that my bucket list was kind of bullshit like, <laughs> like i don't like like it doesn't like i can't like if i had a kid i can't buy diapers with hey i'm the youngest american to wrestle in the tokyo Dome. you know what i mean like i can't buy milk and bread for the table or like, you know, pay my mom's phone bill by having been CMLL's youngest sensation, like award. Like I can't, that doesn't, tra you know, that doesn't, that's fake stuff, not fake, but like, you know what I mean? Like I, I had to grow up. Like that was my way of learning. Like, okay, this stuff is cool, but you have to add other stuff to your bucket list too. So now, and especially cause I knocked all that other stuff out of the way anyway, you know, I just think about like, you know, how do I save money? How do I keep making money? How do I, uh, you know, how do I reach more people and become a bigger, you know, brand for myself? You know, how do I, uh, you know, be a good citizen within my career and pass on my knowledge, work well with others and stuff like that? Um, apply the things that I've learned. And then, you know, some non-wrestling bucket list stuff, like what else can I do with my life? So, you know, he's... I start a comic book project. I get into acting and some work and some other stuff. I start investing my money and doing, you know, trying other things. And, you know, that's, that's really kind of where I'm at as far as like, uh, you know, a bucket list is just um, trying to perfect other crafts outside of wrestling. Not because I perfected wrestling, but because, you know, I, uh, I, I'm sort of lopsided and I need to, <laughs> I need to uh, catch up in other areas, but. But, you know, it's really all about that, just kind of maintaining what I have and and keep growing more as, as a human being. Right. I'm glad you mentioned the money uh, because you've mentioned before on, on the Internet that uh, TNA has helped you buy a new house. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's – I think a lot of people take it the wrong way. Like they're like – but I think those are like the type of people that – like they don't want to be positive about TNA or something like that. So they kind of have already decided like what they think. So they think they'll hear an answer like that. And it's just like, Oh, this guy's a real douchebag. You know, like he's, <laughs> he's, he's talking about everything he has. Like, uh, but I say that because in, in the right context, it's like, this was an opportunity to reset my life. 
you know, and, and, uh, and for people that don't like TNA to make them feel better, it isn't really about TNA. It's just that having this opportunity gave me a chance to, you know, learn how to be a better man. So, you know, yeah, I mean, this, this opportunity, you know, for the last however many years really did provide for me to find a path to have a home and a roof over my head and, you know, a car to drive, two cars actually to drive, you know, like, you know, it's, it's been good. You know, I, I was able to do life the right way. Was it just because of TNA or was it because of TNA and everything else you were doing on the side? I think having an opportunity to, to apply myself in a professional atmosphere, um, gave me the opportunity to grow in every way. So then I could reach out and, you know, even if it was third party wrestling, I was doing that better. I became a better businessman. So, you know, I learned how to handle my life and my career a lot better. So, you know, it wasn't necessarily because of TNA, but taking the opportunity that was given to me, I learned how to apply it to everything else in my life. So that's, that's great. Um, and then you mentioned the negative Nancy, ne- negative Nancy's on the internet. And I know for a fact that you do not like looking yourself up or looking any other kind of wrestling up on the internet? Yeah, in fact, that's kind of um, that's kind of why sometimes I'm a little out of touch with certain things. Because, like, if I don't see it, like, if I don't happen to see it when I'm in person or somebody doesn't tell me directly, I usually don't know the whole story because, like, I I try not. Because I mean, it really eats somebody. It kind of eats you alive, you know. Like, if I was a, if I was a, if I really was like an actor or a celebrity. I wouldn't watch TMZ. Like what for? What for? You know, it's just gonna it's just gonna make you upset. Like there's if I was if I was in the NBA, I wouldn't watch Sports Center. Uh-huh. I don't want to hear I don't want to hear them tell me about my field goal percentage. You know, like I don't I don't want to hear that. Like I want to keep it at home and and let let that be for fans. You know, so I just that's how I see the internet for wrestling. And we're gonna be honest with you though, uh, since we don't know much about TNA and uh, a lot of what we know about it is. Uh, admittedly stuff we see on the internet that may or may not be true uh what do you think is the biggest misconception about tna being as someone from the inside working for the company being someone Um, who knows the truth i don't know what like i don't know what all the narratives or rumors are but if i could pick one that i always am told directly and then it puzzles me when i get told it is um is usually about money, right? Yeah, like, mon- money is usually the biggest one, because um, I like, and I, I think a lot of it comes down to people kind of conveniently choosing what they want to hear and then dismiss. Like, if you if you don't like, okay, like if you didn't like the company, for example, and then you hear a rumor about you know money or something like that. So then if you see an interview from somebody like, you know, Jesse Neal or somebody like that, where they're like, oh, yeah, it was terrible. And I got on food stamps and stuff like this. You're going to think it. okay, this justifies me thinking this way. This this is really awful. But in like in reality, there's a lot of positive stories and some of the negative people who leave the company might have their own reasons why they would say that or do that so you know what i'm saying like so right. it's sort of selective how you view it and, and i'm sure there's some people that 
they don't want to hate it at all and they're never going to hear anything bad. And, and then like, same thing applies. Like not everything is always blue skies, but I would say that that's probably the biggest misconception. Cause it's like, I mean, if you worked at Best Buy and they just stopped paying you, yeah. would you start, would you, would you keep showing up to work? <laughs> yeah, probably not. Uh, no, I wouldn't show up to work either. If you worked at Best Buy and, and usually you get paid on a Thursday and then let's say you're not scheduled Thursday, so you don't show, you don't go in on your day off just to pick up your check, and maybe you come in on a Friday, and then they said, you know what, it's coming in too late for the weekend. They'll be here Monday morning. You probably wouldn't call like the police on them and be like, hey, they're not paying me. You just wait a couple of days, <laughs> and you're gonna get, you know, like it, that might happen every now and then. So I think people people get carried away with the stuff that at least that they tell me. Cause I'm like, this happens at, like in every job. Like if you, <laughs> if it was this bad, none of us would go to work. I know for a fact that like, you think those, you think the knockouts would do, would put up with that mm, girls yeah, that look, yeah. girls that look like that. Do you think they would put up with people <laughs> screwing them around? No, <laughs> no way. You think like Bobby Lashley would put up with that? Mm, not at all. No, no way. <laughs> He's a world famous fighter. He'd go do something else. So, right. I, I think people kind of like don't look at it rationally, like in terms of that. So that that would probably be my if if I had to pick one misconception, it would be that because I hear it all the time and it just doesn't make sense. Okay, uh, yeah, that actually does make sense how you how you explain it. Uh, let's go back to what you talked about earlier. You mentioned wrestling IQ, and we all know what basketball basketball IQ is, and maybe football IQ is, but. Uh, we are not so familiar, I guess, or I guess some of the fans are not as familiar with the concept of wrestling IQ. Can you go into the basics of what a wrestler should need to know as he steps into the ring? It's a good question because, uh, okay, so, I mean, all right, like, so, okay, basketball is a good metaphor for it, um, Mostly because we're all Filipinos, so we love basketball, right? Yep. So. Yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> so that's a great way. That's a great way to start. But so, but basketball IQ can be broken down in so many different ways. Because, like, you know, okay, if you're working in the post, your footwork and the angles you choose, you know, facing up and uh, and you know where you receive the ball, stuff like that. That's all part of basketball IQ. But that right. has nothing to do with, say, spacing the floor and um setting up you know different offensive sets like the triangle or, or creating space you know so that you already know two passes ahead like where you're going to have room and what options you know that has nothing to do with post iq which has nothing to do with you know do you cheat under your screen or do you go around it how far back is your shooter does he have a good shot are you going to the strong side or are you going to the weak side that's a totally different set of iq so but all of it is part of basketball iq you know, um, wrestling is the same way. Like there's so many things that it's physical fundamentals and it's part of your IQ, but so much of it is just game management, like a quarterback reading a defense and, and changing the play that was called because he's getting something different and he's going to use it. Like being able to hear the audience and change what, change a current play or a current idea that you have um, because you can get more out of that situation at that given time. Like there's so many different ways to break down wrestling IQ. Um, but 
I would say the best, the best way to look at it. I mean, a, if you go into the ring and and you can avoid getting hurt, you've done half your job. Okay. Okay. (laughs) From an IQ standpoint, like you're okay. So your, your footwork could get better. Your ring awareness can get a little better. Obviously, at all times, it can. But if you're not getting hurt, you're already doing a pretty good job. That, that's okay. physical so, fundamentals. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, like, let's say you put a guy on, on the block, and uh, he doesn't have really great footwork in the post. But if he's putting the ball in the hoop, he's doing half his job at least. He's, he's pretty good at what he's doing, even if it's not totally on purpose. At least it's not bad. Okay. okay so <laughs> that's a good thing. Um, there's a reason uh, flipping changing gears there's a reason why wrestling schools didn't really used to exist okay. like if you read old books and stuff you hear so much about you never hear about wrestling schools you might hear you know them getting started in a gym and learning basic stuff but you, you like older generations you don't read about them going to like a wrestling school like signing up to learn this stuff in a gym like that, like, at, like, so hands-on, they always talk about you learning how to wrestle in cars. And the reason they say that is because so much of what we do is reliant on our audience. Mm-hmm. And that's like being a quarterback running a two minute offense, no huddle, because you have to read what the people are giving you. And you use you use the sounds that you hear, and you use the reactions to uh, create your story and to create your tempo. That's how you that's how you decide whether to slow it down or speed it up, um, whether to change what you have planned or, or not. Um, that's that's to me that's the the highest level wrestling IQ because you know, all the other stuff, as long as you're safe, <laughs> like is, is you, you can choose to get better at, at the physical stuff, but it doesn't really matter at the end of the day to really win the game. You have to be able to make those reads. And so that's, that's to me, that's uh that is really where wrestling IQ comes into play. And I'm guessing you can't teach this, uh, strictly in a school. You have to go out there and stink it up before you, before you're really good at this. Exactly. I mean, this is why a lot of guys, they learned by being on undercards because you have to have a live audience to learn some of this stuff. You know, um, you have to be able to go out there and have that. I mean, that's the only way to experience it. It'd be like trying to teach somebody how to take a bump, uh, suspended in midair. Like you can't learn to bump standing up. (laughs) Yeah. You You can't learn to bump sitting in a chair. Right. You need a ring, you need a ring, you need a floor, you need something. And so like, to learn to do the job at that level, it you know it's like you can't do that without an audience. So that's why I've never been a big fan of like, you know, empty arena or empty gym practice matches because right. it's like, I mean, you you can learn to a certain extent, but such a high percentage of your job requires the the one thing you don't have in that atmosphere. So. On that note, on that note, uh, I want to ask your advice on how to go out there, green as grass, and deal with like the biggest audience you've ever seen. Because a lot of the PWR fans are really crazy, and they show up to the shows in droves. So a lot of guys, a lot of PWR guys, will be debuting uh, their first match, second match, uh, to a crowd. I don't want to brag here, but they're going to be they're going to be crowds like four hundred plus strong. How do you how how what what is your advice to 
to the kids just trying to deal with that while trying to not stink it up too much in the ring, I'm guessing. Not to mention, not to say that uh, the wrestlers are terrible. I'm just saying that we all have uh, not too much experience. Um, Nike got it right, man. Just do it. (laughs) (laughs) uh, uh, It's funny, but I do say that. That's good advice. It really is. You just, you know, sometimes you just got to go out and do it. But uh, I... You really, I mean, you just kind of, you have to think about it like you can't be scared. You can't be apprehensive. Right. Like, the only, the only way you're going to learn is, is by doing. And, uh, you know, you, you're either going to, you're going to get it right or you're not. If you don't, you're going to know immediately. One of the most important pieces of advice I ever got was from Roddy Piper. I also got the same advice from Scott Norton, mm-hmm. not together, but separately. Um, two different occasions I was told, you know, after coming back, uh, one time I came back, I was like disappointed in my match a little bit about certain things. And another one I was asking other people like, Hey, what did you see out there? This or that, you know, and both, both those two guys gave me the same piece of advice when they saw me doing these things at different times. They both told me, well, what are you asking these people for? Like, what are you even worried about it? One, you know, how old are you? You know, I was whatever age, you know, how long do you get, are you going to be doing this? I said, I don't know about the rest of my life, you know, cause I was a little kid. So I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and so like, okay, so great. Think about that. For the rest of your life, you're going to have a million more of these. So what are you worried about the one that you can't change? It's gone. It's out there already, you know? And then, you know, of course my answer is, well, you know, I I feel like I made a mistake and I did this or that. And he's like, okay, good. He's like, you made a mistake. Trust me. You knew you made a mistake as soon as you did it. You don't need to ask somebody (laughs) to tell you like, hey, are you sure I made a mistake? You know you made a mistake. So you don't need to ask that question. You already know what the answer is. And if you don't know what the answer is, you already know what question to ask yourself. So next time you have a match, you know, apply the answer that you know is right. Cause you, you already know you did, you chose the wrong one. So that's how you learn. He's like, and, and don't dwell on it. He's like, they both gave me that same advice. So, I mean, really you can't, you can't worry or think about it. You just have to go out, make the best decision possible. And then, you know, you'll know whether you, you know, you made a, uh, a mistake or not. And when you do, I mean, most people know the answer as soon as they do it. So. All right. And how long did it take you to, to, to start not sweating off the mistakes and just, you know, move on, uh, figure out what you did wrong and just move on. Oh, I still hate making mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand making mistakes, but I never worry about it. I, uh, to be honest, and I don't know, this is, I, I just went through this recent, some, I was in the Global Force locker room, and some, but it was part of conversation that came up that uh, um, I, I've, I've never had, like, like, I've never had nerves for things. Like, I don't get nervous about stuff. It's That's just my nature. Like, I've never been that way. I don't get anxious i don't really get pumped up or, or hyped up for stuff i don't get too excited and i never get nervous so usually when i'm out there i'm already like kind of ice not ice cold as in like i'm not i'm, I'm stiff and i'm not loose i'm gonna get hurt but like like uh, i always i've always had calm nerves and steady hands um so i really hate making mistakes but i've, I've never really worried about making them um and, and I just, you know, even for people that have that, you know, they can get nervous or something sometimes. I just think at the end of the day, you know, you just, you got to stay mentally strong and, and remind yourself that it's okay. To be honest, you're supposed to make mistakes so that next time you don't. 
I think it's pretty fortunate that you seem to have a, a lot of calm nerves. I mean, norm, uh, not a lot of performers have that inherently in them, you know, like before going yeah. at a crowd, you know, just keeping it chill before before you take the stage or go to the ring. But um, we, we also noticed that for a lot of wrestlers, um, changing up their environment gives them that element of confidence where, you know, you see them, say, in promotion A and they're like this. And when they go to promotion B, they suddenly just do every everything just clicks. So it's all about that confidence and it's an important X factor. But I want to ask, at what point do you actually get that confidence where you know that uh, w- w- what you do is going to get over or what you do is, is going to make everything click in the right direction? Uh, I think you sort of like, you sort of collect pieces of knowledge and things like that and then you know after before you know it 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 becomes second nature it becomes like you start to collect advice or little tricks and things that you see or given to you and then before you know it there it's your advice that you're giving others and it's your tricks and your things like that i mean like i eddie guerrero used to go out he'd go out for his matches and um he would get in the ring and uh, whatever he had planned on doing with the other guy completely changes. The match turns out great, and he goes to the back, and somebody would ask, Eddie, why did you abandon your game plan and do something totally different? He would say, you know, when I first came out, the sound I heard from the crowd was really high-pitched. And he said, it's high-pitched because there's a lot of women and children in this particular <laughs> city. So... I thought it's probably better not to give them a fight. They might want to see something that's funny. They might want to <laughs> see something that's pretty. So I'm going to do a little bit of that. He'll test the waters, and if it works, he's going to stick with it. And then at the end, three amigos, frog splash. Thank you very much. You know, and uh, you know, other nights he'd say, you know, I went, I came out, and the sound is very deep, and there's a lot of men here. They're drinking, and they don't want to see cutesy things. They just want to see a fight. So I gave them a fight. You, you learn little things like that, and then before you know it, you, you start applying it in, in your regular, you know, your, in, in your everyday experiences, and then, you know, it, it becomes, uh, becomes part of, of your system. So. Is, it, is it possible for someone as green as, the, as, as uh, so someone as green to start doing that, uh, you know, maybe not well, but just to try to start doing that? Oh, I think so. I mean, it, it's it's literally the difference between a person choosing to give it a shot and see if they could become uh, accustomed to it. You know, I, I I mean, from day one, before I even had my first match, I was told, you know, make sure you slow down and make sure you listen and this and that. And I actively, I mean, from, from match one till I can't remember when, I actively tried to do that. And I was like, I don't understand. It's not working. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know why I'm not thinking correctly. And then one day you just, you slow down just enough and you could see that people are, are like slowing down with you and you could kind of anticipate, okay, I've slowed them down. Now I can speed them up or surprise them with something and, you know, the answers start coming to you. And then you think back and you're like, oh, this is what they talked about day one. And then, <laughs> yeah, you just you just start to get a little better at it. And uh, and uh, so, you know, it, it's 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 one of those things you, you don't get it until you get it. Yeah, uh, as really is a different way to think about it. I think it's something everyone needs to or 
Okay. Wait, no. I was trying to call him again. We are having technical difficulties. Edit here. Hello. Hello, hello. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, I, think I, got, I, th- I think I got cut off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I, was, I was just saying that uh, it's great that it's a different way to think about it. And I wish, uh, you know, every wrestler would hear it on day one of school, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, you know, it's one of those things, too, I think that, uh, to be honest, you don't really need to uh, to be told it. Um, I think if you do it long enough, it's one of those things that you pick up on. I mean, to me, it's kind of like, I mean, if you go to like your little niece or nephew's birthday party or something, you know, and, and like, you know, everybody's all in the backyard, all the pinsons and everybody just fucking playing around or whatever. <laughs> and then you, you pick up like a, like a four-year-old and you're, you play fight with them or whatever. And you're able to, you know, you, you are, you instinctually, you can pantomime and play fight with them. Like you, you can make it fun and interesting and pretend and whatever and, and act and, and all that. And I think that it's really just a huge, it's the same human chess game you're playing when you're, you're professional wrestling. You just have a few more elements, you know, you're dealing with other people and strangers and bigger audiences, smaller audiences. And I think that's why wrestling is a more mature game. You know, <laughs> normal, normally in professional sports, people hit their prime, you know, 25 to 30. Right. Um, maybe, maybe 25 to 35, something like that. Wrestling, it seems like people don't hit their prime until they're 30. But mm-hmm. I think that's because you need a lot of, like, you need some uh, cultural experience and people experience. You know, right. you kind of need, to, you have to be exposed to people for years and, and kind of get older a little bit. And then you start to understand, like, how other people think and how other people are entertained and stuff like that. So I think that plays a big role. So I guess for any young youngsters who think they're not big yet, they just need some time. <laughs> just yeah, just just uh, just see the world. Sometimes it's literally just sitting on the bus, you know. <laughs> just sit on the bus and just see how people are. All right, like, that's all. That's all it is. <laughs> all right, <laughs> I think become we, familiar. I think we can start uh, taking this home. Uh, my first question to, uh, on the home stretch is that what what was your toughest audience, or is there no such thing as a tough audience when you can adjust? Uh, no, there, I mean, there's tough audience, uh, all the time. Um, what I, the best way to put it is there's no such thing as a bad audience. Um, there, there, really there be a tough audience. Like I, the thing is, is like, if, uh, like to this day, despite all that I know, I guess wrong. There's some nights where I'll have matches where I, I'm making the wrong decisions and I'm not getting the people. I'm not in sync. My tempo's wrong, and I'm just not getting it. And uh, and like I said before, you know the mistakes you made, and in retrospect, and whatever, you know, the next time you just do a little better. But so sometimes you just you don't read the you don't read the atmosphere right. Um, but there's no such thing as a bad audience because if anybody is still sitting there, okay, think about this: if you're okay. if you're sitting at home on the couch, right? Yep. You're hung, you're hungry, you're thirsty, or whatever. How many, How often do you sit on the couch? And it is like you cannot be moved to just get up and walk to the fridge and get a soda. Like you're thirsty as hell, but you're like you just don't want to get up. Because you're you, you, you live there. Yeah, you can't be bothered to get up and get something that you need to live. <laughs> like <laughs> so somebody if there's somebody in the audience, that's somebody who went out of their way 
to go and sit there and watch you do whatever you're going to do. And they haven't left yet. Now, everybody knows what it's like to be so bored or so whatever that they don't, they don't want to go do something that they actually want or need to do. So if somebody is still sitting there watching you, they're willing to be entertained. Mm. So you can't, you can't say they're a bad audience. You just haven't found what they're looking for yet. Mm. And maybe you won't on that particular night. That's just the way it goes. But, you know, you win some, you lose some. You just hope you win more than you lose really is what it is. I love that insight because I think uh, that as a performer, one of the things that you should avoid doing is blaming the crowd, right? And I think a lot of us, uh, whether uh, whether you perform as a wrestler, as a host, or as, as whatever, we're, we're prone to doing that at certain times when we're just frustrated. Yeah, I mean, it's okay, I think, to say it's a tough crowd because sometimes, you know, a crowd, they're people too. They might be in a bad mood, you know. <laughs> they, they might be having a rough day, so even though they're willing to be entertained, they, they might not be as inclined to be entertained as they would the next night, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they're still there, so, you know, really it's on us as performers to find some way to engage them. And if you can't, then that's really on us. But that's not the end of the world. It's just I don't think there's ever a bad crowd because if they, if a crowd exists at all, they're you know they're there. They're, they're there. They might yeah. be tough, but they're there. Um, so. you you mentioned a lot of insights that you've learned throughout your career, but uh, we want to ask you, like, what is the greatest piece of advice you've been given uh, throughout your career by any of the veterans you've been around? Um, it's actually an old saying that some some of the guys would say. I don't think they use it in the same context as I see it as far as being important advice, but it really is when you think about it. Um, I've been told a number of times that when you think about wrestling, always remember that the only thing that's real is the money and the miles. And for me, I mean, it's a kind of a joke, you know, for wrestlers, I think, especially for their generation, like, like, you know, make your money and, and you, you got to put up with all the driving and the, the, the punishment you put yourself through. But when you think about it, that's really a lesson in efficiency because at the end of the day, you know, as a business person, as a wrestler, you should handle your career in terms of, you know, are, are you being successful? Are you making money? Are you, are you helping the product of whatever your work for you're creating? And at the end of the day, like everything you're putting into it and putting yourself through that and what you're getting back, that's the only thing that's real. Everything else it should just be fun and creative, and you should be able to let it go. Okay, DJ, just one last question about wrestling. I have to ask, you talked about the reality of the situation a lot, but if you could have one dream match against anyone, who would it be against and why? Uh, I wish we could bring Eddie back. <laughs> we all do. We all do. We all do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, recently, I, I was able to tag um, against Rey Mysterio, but um, you know, it's kind of an unfortunate day, obviously. And um, and uh, and I would I. It was also a tag. I, I would love to be able to have another chance with Rey, uh, and if it would just be the two of us, um, and then just because of generational. Uh, things because we kind of came up in the same generation, but we've never ever, you know, touched in a ring. Is uh, I think AJ Styles. I'd love to. I'd love to work with AJ. He's one of the few guys from my generation I've never been in the ring with. All right, um, let's talk quickly about basketball because we know you're a, such a huge Laker fan. Uh, what, what's your over under? And this is from Rav over here. What's your over under on the Lakers this season? Since you know we all know that Kobe's on his last legs and and, and all of that. 
Uh, over under as far as wins, what, like I making guess. the playoffs or? Yeah, wins and losses. Wins and losses, making playoffs. The playoffs. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean to make the playoffs, we have to be looking at like a fifty-win season, <laughs> um, especially in the West. Yes, uh, but um, I, I, I think mostly because the team has been overhauled so much, and we picked up so many people, and without having seen Julius last year. Um, I think that there's enough uncertainty about the team that could be positive. Like, you know, if, if Russell turns out to be the facilitator that they think he is, if Randall is as good in the, and as far as I can see, he is as, as good in the post as, as he's going to be. And uh, if Clarkson wasn't just a one, a one year flash and he really is going to be, you know, like a Russell Westbrook type of aggressive player. And if Kobe really is playing, you know, healthy in the last few years or more reflective of, you know, f- like kind of freakish injuries and not not his, him as far as like his play and his like his basketball IQ, obviously you don't lose that. But like if his quality of play isn't really decaying and it's only because of his health, then I think with the way that the team has been rebuilt with Lou and with Hibbert, there's an outside shot that they could make eighth because of some of the teams in the West having gone through weird changes. Like the Portland Trailblazers were gutted and they were a fourth seed. Yeah. And now they're probably not going to make the playoffs. Um, if Oklahoma City doesn't work something out with Durant, he could be trade bait. And then they might have sunk a few seeds if because of that it doesn't seem like the spurs new setup is gelling as well as they could i don't think they envisioned aldridge coming in to score 11 points so yeah (laughs) i i feel like if they don't if they don't get through their learning curve as far as how they're going to shift the focus of that team you know and they were already looking old last year they almost ended up at the seventh seed so i think there's some changes in the west that might help the lakers sneak in eighth you know, Dallas might not be as good this year. Um, but, you know, it's, I mean, a 50-win season is, even a 40, 45-win season is just so rough to think about. So, I mean, it's kind of hard to say. <laughs> yeah. yeah. TJ, it's been a lot of fun, uh, you know, just talking to you, picking your brain, and um, just getting all those insights for you, uh, from, from you. We really appreciate it, um, not just on behalf of us here on the podcast, but the Filipino wrestling community in general. Maraming salamat. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure, and uh, you know, I, I I am excited to you know get a chance to travel over and and hopefully see you know the the wrestling culture over there because you know it's it's uh, yeah I hear so much about it and I want to do everything I could to support it. We can we cannot wait for you to come here, man. <laughs> Likewise, we'd love for, uh, you know we'd love for this to happen again in the future. So again, TJ, marami salamat. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll catch you next time. All right, thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now you know why we saved the best for last. I mean, that uh, that second half of that interview with TJ Perkins, I actually got to learn a lot. Mm, it really helps a lot for any any aspiring wrestlers out there. Yeah, um, ourselves included. Yeah, it's just you know this guy as a vet. At his age, it's amazing the things that he's done and he is he has shared with us. So, you know, listen to this episode 
catch part one if you haven't yet because TJP, he's our boy and we want more. Yeah, right. uh, when we say we want more, we want to learn more, obviously, and we want to be able to talk to more, uh, more Filipino talents who represent us in the U.S. And you know, believe us, we're trying. We're trying to get them uh, to you know get on the podcast to talk to us and to share what they know. So stay tuned for upcoming episodes and upcoming guestings. Now, before we close up this this week's episode of the podcast, we got to talk about Raw and my main gripe about this week: the fact that they gave away Survivor Series on free TV. That's true. Um. Unless, of course, they up the ante just a bit. No, they can't. Say, obviously, you know, obviously, the reason why they did this is because they're not doing it for Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins. Yeah. You know the money. And the thing is, you know who's getting a Survivor Series by by observing who's not in the match. Yep. But okay, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure the Brothers of Destruction will be Are leading the- a team against the Wyatts. Yeah. That's what I was trying to get to. But the problem is that if you have a Survivor Series every week leading up to Survivor Series, how are you going to top? How are you, you going to top it at Survivor Series itself? Right, and um, I guess to your point, the second nanahakainis dun is there's a reason why the Royal Rumble is only held every January. Right, right? Exactly. There's, there's a reason why you, you have your five-on-five traditional elimination tag match only every November because you have to make people anticipate that. Uh, that pay-per-view, that match, that time of the year. It has to be special. If you keep doing it on Raw or on SmackDown, even if you give the people what they want, you dilute the importance and the gravitas of the Survivor Series match. And and as somebody who always looks forward to the elimination tag match uh, tag matches, no matter how stupid the storylines are, I always look forward to the match just because it's so cool to have this all-star lineup or the it, it, all-star lineup versus all-star lineup. Yeah, it's always nice to see when they put effort into it, but then this is, it reeks of lazy booking. I'm sorry. Last year's was great, eh, but I remember last year at this time, we were already excited about who uh, Team Cena would be against Team Authority. And little by little, uh, they built up to it until huh? the go-home week, Booning Team Authority, booning Team Cena. This week, we are two weeks away from Survivor Series, and we still don't know who Team Taker is or who, who joins Taker and Kane in Team Taker. It's weird because uh, they're busy doing all this magical mumbo-jumbo shit. You know... It's cool though. No, no, it's cool no, though. Bray Wyatt and the Wyatts are actually the monsters now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was, I was actually gonna say, does the power transfer to the other? Three? It should actually. Somebody should be Undertaker. <laughs> based on this Kane. logic, based on this logic, so Braun Strowman can just go up and then just set fire that to fact. things. I don't know. There has to I be a ball, you know, or or the urn. Maybe the urn has to have the powers. But but I, anyway. but. but yeah, yeah it's, it's 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 highfalutin. What I would like, Sana, is that it's it's a it's a kind of a big deviation from the formula. But what I would like, Sana, is why don't we skip the championship match for now and just have Team Reigns versus Team Rollins as the main event? But we'll, okay, it kind of works, especially given the news that Rollins is injured. Yeah. It, it keeps Rollins' involvement to a minimum. Like, right. he doesn't even have to work a whole lot. Right. If you have to let him get eliminated, but he eliminate off like a disqualification or some right. shit, right? right. Even, yeah, yeah. He, not, not like what they did to uh, Mark Henry right, last right, year. Right. Right. Yeah. Third or like or some pivotal moment at the end, right? Um, um, since we're talking about it, how about we talk about the fact that uh, the champion is injured? This is bad news. Yeah. Well, we don't know how bad it is yet. Uh, I think there's an update. Can you check? Yeah, sure. Uh, but 
he's injured, but I mean, he's fit he enough. He can tape it up. He no, he, not just up. that. He's fit enough to, well, he's avoided injury for this long. So I'm guessing that whatever it is, he can work through it until he has to take time off. Just like John Cena has to yep. at this point. But he's, but he's not injured. He's anything. not injured, but, you know, he just needs to take time off. Pause so check. he's looking it up right now. There's an update. There should be an update, I think. If not, then we don't know yet. No. No, we update. We update, actually. Okay. Not so far. Like the, the last update was from 14, 15 hours ago when we did first hear about Seth Rollins' injury. So, of course, best wishes go out to Seth Rollins. We hope that you heal up soon, heal up fast. It's kind of selfish. We hope you heal up fast so that you can compete at a pay-per-view as soon as possible. You know what yeah. I mean? No, but, I, no, no, but, it's, but it's, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not suggesting that just because he's injured. I just wanted to, I just wanted to have a longer build for Roman Reigns' championship shot if the plan is to have him win. What if... What if what if they just rush it now? I mean, if Rollins can't well, compete, yeah, yeah. well, if, if he's injured, Sorry, now, there's, yeah. no, there's, there's no there's choice. No choice. They're he, gonna have to well, pull the trigger. Either a rush it with Roman or b have Sheamus steal it. Naisipungayonis, yeah, I, I would actually rather have that. Have Sheamus steal it via Money in the Bank, because that way you get more sympathy for Roman Reigns to an extent, right? And, but but the thing is, has he reached saturation of sympathy at this point? Because we've seen, okay, we've seen Rollins take it at. At WrestleMania, we've seen Bray Wyatt. When Bray Wyatt stole his thunder fairly recently this year as well. So, how much more sympathy can you build for a guy, really? Well, there are always a lot of ways for you to build sympathy towards Roman Reigns. Especially since, hindi naman siya yung tipong katulad ni Cesaro na kinakaawaan na siya talaga ng WWE Universe. Oh, God. Please, let's right? not start there. Let's not start there. So, you can still build sympathy towards Roman Reigns. The way I see things right now is... Uh, Roman Reigns should still probably get that WrestleMania moment, or we can probably delay the championship win. Um, if, if, you're, if you're not going to have Sheamus steal it, though, the best way to do, to do it, if you ask me, is to have Roman win a battle royal. Kind of like what Kurt Angle did in 06. Why? When he's the number one contender. He's the number one contender at this point, and if he wins the... Okay, um, battle royal at this point, it's really close to WrestleMania season. Your next battle royal should be the Royal Rumble. If we're If we're keeping it in perspective, just keeping it in perspective. Ever yeah, so but if you're the number one contender, does that automatically make you? Is that does that make you like the runner up to the champion? If he can't be the champion, he can automatically. No, 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 no. Well, I'm not, just not, not that. No, it's not that. It's more of an okay. He's earned the shot. Why would you have him beat other guys? Well, because uh, you, you want to make him overcome adversity. That's how you That's build up if- Roman Reigns. That's if he vacates every. Uh, if Rollins vacates the championship. Yeah, that, w- that, that would. That's be exactly fair. what I was thinking. If you have Seth Rollins vacate the championship, and if you really want Roman Reigns to be world champion, then have him win a battle royal. Not just battle royal is one way to go about it, but having him start like from no, but square awkward, one. If he's the number one contender now, he should be slotted into yeah, the match. Yeah, it would be a huge disservice to him and to anyone else in his position if he would have to go somewhere else and beat other people. For uh, no, not, I'm not for, saying for that just a chance. Number one contendership point. automatically, I uh, know, automatically gives him the championship should the champion vacate it, which is not the case. I'm ever. just saying uh, it's weird. Now, okay, he already won this shot. Why should he be made to compete with other people and make those other people equally the number one contender if they, when you put them in a battle royal? I hate to answer you, answer you with this, but like this is the only answer I've got. Now history will tell us that this is not the first time it's happened. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm just saying that 
Well, okay, when, when was the last time it happened? Kurt Angle? Yeah, Kurt Angle. But he wasn't a number one contender then. You know, that, that's the thing. Even if there was a number one contender, na scrap name plans na yun, and they just lumped everybody into that. Ang weird lang kasi, this, this, his, his status already. Yeah. It's just weird now. Okay, there's a, there's been a vacated, you know. You go, a, have, you have to slum it out with everyone else down in a huge battle royal. Might as well have a battle royal without Reigns in it. And ha- then whoever, whoever wins, wins that, that goes against Reigns for the vacated exactly. championship. That, that, is a, no, that is a better way to go. It's logical booking and it's UFC-style booking, yeah, actually. That, that is a better way to go about it without compromising everything he earned in that nice episode of Raw. Last week's nice episode exactly. of Raw. Okay, one of the last times then, uh, I'm just trying to think of other scenarios for Roman here. Oh. Uh, w- remember when John Cena ended his more than year-long reign as WWE champion? It was ended by injury. The next champion was Randy Orton, and uh, it was because McMahon awarded him the title. Right. What if the authority uh, just awards the title to Roman Reigns? That was Y2J's comeback, right? Uh, yeah. Close to Y2J's comeback, yes. That's... Okay. So they anoint, they anoint Roman Reigns... As the new chosen one. And tama, then, tama, because Seth Rollins is injured out. Parang, you're too weak. We, we gave you challenge after challenge, but in the end, you're, you're too weak. You're a B-plus player, technically. You're a B-plus player, too. So now we're going with the real A-plus player, Roman Reigns. You turn him heel. You give Seth Rollins babyface momentum. And if and he's back by WrestleMania, you get an awesome WrestleMania moment. But, but Dean Ambrose. That's true. Dean Ambrose. That's that's another that's another factor that we haven't factored into all of you this. You know would have been great if we take the idea and okay, whoever wins a battle royal will be the other contender. Ambrose wins that. Para <laughs> make triple threat. Just no, to make it, just to force the triple threat. No, just to force the. Or sorry, fantasy booking at this point. So we go. We go. Booking. It is all fantasy booking anyway. The first the first leg would be. The match is set. The match is set. Reigns gets it. Battle Royal happens. Ambrose wins it. Brother against brother on the night of the show. Hey, Rollins is okay. We got the triple threat. Yay. No. No, it's not going to happen. <laughs> Sorry. I just want to see this triple threat happen. No, I think we've it been, is happening. We've, we've, we've spoken it's a, no, it's at the length. Thing. I know. But we've spoken at length about this, guys. Like, it's, it has to happen soon. I guess. It has to happen soon because the momentum is there. They just need to build up Dean a bit. That's it. This is how bad Raw has been. Uh, we're not even talking about the episode itself. We're talking about hypotheticals. And it's sad because we've come such a lo- we, we We thought we'd come a long way after last week's Raw, oh, but, but which we, people had said as one of the best, of, if not the best of 2015. And then suddenly you go back to craptastic status quo. But that's what we can expect from WWE. Which shouldn't be the case. Which shouldn't be the case. You know, you have faith in something, you expect them to deliver, they haven't. It's but sad. It's sad. It's sad. Yeah. It's sad. I'm, I'm pissed. Uh, so pissed that I, mean, like, I, I couldn't even fight my fatigue from, from just this week to fucking crack out a Raw review. Anyway. It sucks. Uh, Picks of the week? Suck. No, it did, no, the episode did not <laughs> suck. Just the whole decision to, to put, to put to the Survivor put, Series match on free TV. And to make you know, to spend so much time of it in the recruitment phase, just it, it, no. No, the recruitment phase is nice. Eh? I, I like the recruitment phase because it gives. No, but uh, not it, that much time. It felt it felt drawn out. Ang kulang sa akin was Roman Reigns' recruitment phase because seeing the yes. heel recruit his partners is uh, it's okay, um, but I'd rather see the face recruit his partners just no, because you. Why, why build can't tension. we see everyone recruit 
everyone. Their team. Exactly. We it's, did no O three. Like that was why. the best. Team Bischoff versus Team Austin. That was what I loved about that feud. Now you saw both uh, both general managers going after specific partners and they actually went after guys who said yes and no. Hindi yeah. lang parang automatic na oh kausap ni ni Stone Cold itong good guy na to, this guy will say yes. Right? Because that gave it realism. In this case yes. it was just like there's no balance, it's taking too long. Ang, uh, well, but, but, one of the nice things was uh, involving Kevin Owens in it. And yes. then having having Kevin Owens hold, parang, oh, you owe me one, huh? I'm going to help you out this time, but the next time I get a championship match or some shit. Oh, yeah. A WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> something like that. But, highlight of it, and it's my pick of the week, New Day, with the most entertaining segment of the whole Raw, with the return of Xavier Woods. Mm. I'm sorry. The it unicorn just, brother. It made me laugh so hard, just out of nowhere. Just, you know, you're watching around, you don't expect that kind of kalokohan. Well, only it, because we don't know when Xavier was going to be back. Yeah. From his honeymoon. Which it, honeymoon, which, yep. honeymoon I, I've been wondering why he was gone. Yeah, he got married. Really? Yeah. It wasn't just the injury and trombone. Damn. No, I knew he wasn't the injury. Cause yeah. It wasn't an injury. I just wanted to know where he was. Yeah, I, I think I, I read I, somewhere that he got married. I haven't seen this popped up whenever I do my rounds. Right, right. Jesus, you know what but Meanwhile, Randy Orton gets injured, taken out the trash. Six months. Jesus Christ. Jesus out six Christ. months. Uh, so that, that takes him out of WrestleMania. More out, out or less. WrestleMania? Uh, no, probably, it's November yeah. now. November. Yes, November. WrestleMania is in March. March. He got injured in October. WrestleMania is in March. December, January. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's yeah, not even sucks. enough time for, for him to have a storyline. So he's not going to be at Mania. And that ends his 12-year run at the show of shows. Ah. Oh, he was like the one constant for a while there. Yep. Yeah, aside from John Cena. Oh, yeah. Yeah, at least he gets to have time with his, with his new wife. Yeah. yeah. Well, happy wife, happy, happy for life. you. I hate Hi. that show. Anyway, <laughs> hey. uh, my pick of the week, you know what? I actually haven't given, uh, given much thought about this, but uh, um, I guess I, I'll, I'll just choose the Fatal 4-Way. Okay. For the, for, okay. Uh, for the number one contendership, for the Divas Championship. Noona, I was actually bitching about it because why does Brie get to be in this match and uh, why doesn't Foxy? Or why does uh, because Brie has been winning more. Yeah, that's true. Hasn't she been dropping a lot? No. No. She okay. has been winning more. Right. Last week. Okay. She won last Becky week. hasn't been competing much, and then she got a Oh, but she, she got a slot she, in the match. She, she proved why she belongs, though. Yeah. That's true. In, in the match. Oh. Um, I actually enjoyed that match. Mm, it was really fun. Uh, and the it best was part actually, was... No, it was actually you know, uh, worth an NXT main event. Right. Actually, yeah. That's, it, it, that's, felt, no, it, it felt, felt like, like an uh, NXT main event. No it, no, it felt like a takeover match. The best part about this was we got Sasha. Yes, yes, we did. That's 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 what I was just about to say. Yeah, you know, people have been clamoring for Sasha Banks, and here you go. I don't know if nananajatalayin WWE they're serving a Sasha Banks in small doses so that they can organically build support for Sasha and then only to yank it away from us. I don't know because they've done that with Cesaro, they've done that with Daniel Bryan. I think it's just because they don't know what to do with her. That's all. You because know, she's anyway. she's the only standout from their team anyway. Is it time though to turn Sasha face at this point? No, not yet. No. No need for. And she doesn't. I don't think she makes a good face either. Yeah, she's 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 an awesome heel. But you know, if she doesn't get lumped with uh, CB, yeah, with that team and make it SBC. <laughs> gotcha. I would. I would That's actually, actually like a good one. SBC. SBC. Yeah. SBC. If it if it if it becomes team SBC, that would be fun to see. Just. Because yeah, of SBC. course. But why do we have to have teams? 
because right? they because they've they've already gone down this path. No, why? No, why I, don't, well I don't see. No, I don't see why divas have to be. No, you know why? You know why? Why? Because they want to be stronger together. Jesus Christ, that was bad. That was no, bad. that was a Supergirl reference. Okay, that was bad. I'm sorry. I, I don't know. Come on, somebody, Supergirl. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice. Pilot, the pilot. I forgot. Out, no, I forgot. No, I forgot. No, has it been you know? episode two now this okay. week? Yeah. And Melissa Benoist is actually pretty. Uh, no, I charming. like her. Yeah. yeah, I've been liking her since Glee. Yeah, anyway, she, she's charming. She's a great Supergirl. Going back, <laughs> uh, are you done? Uh, yeah, I'm done. I'm good. Yeah. My pick of the week is even though we did not like the decision, obviously the five on five Survivor Series match was a good match. Yeah. Absent everything else, absent all the build up, absent all the circumstances surrounding it, it was a good match. Because you can never really fuck up an elimination match. People pop to see that shit. Yeah, yeah because kung, it's because we don't have enough of them. Yeah, finish. Right. And well, it really was a good match. Plus, they, they got a lot of time. Yeah, and yeah. At, a lot no, yeah, of yeah, time. Yeah, like the th- whole third hour. And I guess that's what you do when you have three hours to fill. I'm glad that the Usos are back. Yep. <laughs> yeah, hey, you know, hey. the, the better part is, nah, you can now tell which one is which. No, wait, wait, okay, which one is which? Okay, my guess is, no, 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 I remember this. Jay is the red one, Jimmy is the blue one. Okay, he's, okay, they're the, they're the, they're the Matrix pills. Jay one, is the raw two. Uso, and Jimmy is the Smackdown Uso. Uso. Uh, see? Jimmy play, no, no, Jay is the red one? Yeah. So Jay is player one? Jimmy yes. is player two. Ah. Jay still doesn't know all the words to deceive at all. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, well, again, it's wrestling for wrestling's sake. Uh, when it works well, it works well. So that's my pick of the week. Okay. Right. Only now, because we haven't seen NXT yet. All right. We got to go home, wrap this baby up. Uh, before we do, we got to thank you always for subscribing to the yeah, podcast. Yeah, so subscribe. Please hit subscribe. Please Help hit download. We have been, we have been I don't know, we have been working hard bringing you international flavor. Yeah, yeah. We've been trying here. So uh, tell all we want, all we want is for you to subscribe and listen to the show. So all tell right. your friends that this podcast exists, especially if they like wrestling or like wrestling at some point in their lives. It's the Smart Gilas Filipinas podcast on iTunes and on Google Play. You can also. Uh, Follow us on social media, Facebook and Twitter. It's at the SGP Podcast. Uh, personally, on our Twitters, it's at underscore Stancy, at Gabe Ancamas, and at Ro is War. Now, yeah. um, before we get out of here, we got to thank the boys and the girls of PWR. Stay tuned to the social media of PWR. It's at PWR Official because we'll be ch- uh, we'll be cranking out a lot of bonus content over the next few weeks, leading into PWR Live on November twenty one. And now I'm already getting questions. On both my Stancy like page and the Mister C like page, sir, paingi pun tickets and I'm wow. like, Sino kayo? wow, wow, who are you? <laughs> I don't know these people. <laughs> who are you guys? If you want tickets, early bird tickets will be sold soon. Tanga na ganon ba kahirap kumita ng two fifty ko na ka online ka naman sa Facebook ng madalas. Tangi na lang. <laughs> Right? It's 250 pesos. We're going to let you know more about where you can buy tickets. It's probably at the same avenues. All right? And uh, thank you as well to um, the people behind PWR, like the crew, the, the people who take the photos and uh, make sure that they're actually uploaded on social media. And lastly, thank you to the friends, fine folks here at Mellow 947 for always housing us and for letting us uh, record at this space. Now, uh, stay tuned for next week because we've got more of the PWR guys leading into PWR Live. We got to go home. We're out of here. Peace. Thank you. And good night.